Friday marks International Women's Day, a day meant to honor the achievements of women around the world and to bridge the gender gap that continues to exist in our society. The day also means different things to different people. And with a news cycle filled almost daily with stories that seem to show progress is slow, women around the world continue to push forward and fight for change. This is TikTok. I'm David Myers. Joining me today on this special edition of the show, I'm honored to have senior executive editor at Bloomberg News, Laura Zelenko, Bloomberg's Jordan Holman, who covers retail as well as diversity, and Maddie Ireland, a producer here at TikTok. Really great to have all of you here today. Thank you so much. And let's just get right into it. What does International Women's Day mean to you, Maddie? I think International Women's Day is a few things. One, it's to honor the women that have brought us to this point, the women in our lives that have paved the way, I guess, um, for our careers, for us to have families, for so many things. But then at the same time, it's also a bit of a call to action, right? It's it's a really important day for us to have conversations around topics that are really at the forefront of the news today. Um, equal pay, our rights in the workplace, so many things. So I think that while we also are celebrating, we need to be looking forward. How about you, Laura? I mean, for me, this is really about providing support and advocacy for the you know, fabulous women in your life, um, your friends, your colleagues, my daughter, my mother. <laughs> um, I woke up today to two really um, cool messages from a friend. One said, um, happy International Women's Day. Be the kind of woman that when your feet hit the floor each morning, the devil says, oh crap, she's up. <laughs> that would that put a smile on my face. And then I was sent uh, Michelle Obama's message, which, um, just kind of encompasses what I, I think really what a lot of us are thinking of today, which is it's up to us to be there for each other. When someone shows genuine interest in your growth and development, it can make all the difference in the world. That's nice. Jordan, what do you say? I think International Women's Day is about putting a spotlight on all your favorite people. It, it's a step back moment to read your favorite quotes by famous women writers. Um, it's also been really cool to reach out to people in other parts, um, in other countries, other parts of the world. I've heard from friends in London and um, parts of Asia who, are, who get to say Interna happy International Women's Day because it's not just U.S. based. So it just really shows me like the scale of, of this day. And it makes me think globally about all of the different rights and issues and pay gap and all of those things we talk about every day. I think it's interesting. I was just going to say, I used to live in Russia, and there it was really a big, big deal. And I don't ever remember it being so prominent in the U.S. And, the, and I think in the last couple of years, or last few years, you've seen a lot more conversations around this month and this day, and that there's a real momentum here to, to make more of it than we have in the past. You know, one of the main issues, and a few of you brought it up, is um, the pay gap uh, th that we see. Um, and just today in the news, the U.S. women's national team, the entire team, is suing the U.S. Soccer Federation for discrimination, you know, when it comes to the pay, which is, I mean, that's a really big deal. So, Laura, I want to ask you, um, how do we judge progress in this issue of, of the pay gap between men and women? I mean, in my mind, the most important thing that's come up from these various lawsuits or legislation that's requiring some disclosure is the transparency issue. I think the more that we understand what's really going on and get actual disclosures of data, then we can actually address it. For a long time, it's just been sort of talked about in, in more sort of generic form. 
the UK uh, forcing companies to release specific data on their pay gap has got more of a conversation going. And I think that we're just going to see more and more of that to the point where the trans that seeing these numbers really put out there will force companies to, and and businesses to actually um, you know like this like the sports leagues to actually make change. And how Jordan, as an individual, knowing this information and knowing the pay gap, how as an individual as a professional are you supposed to handle that? Well, if it's bad news, that's a struggle. But I think any information that you have about how your workplace operates and how you stack up. Um, to your colleagues or how the company sees you stacking up to your colleagues is helpful because then when it comes to review season, you just have more information to go in, in there with. Or even it's just good to think about pay on a normal basis. And you always hear that we don't have conversations in the U.S. about pay. It's a very uncomfortable topic. So as legislation starts happening, it becomes more common. Um, it becomes less scary to talk about it. And especially for women, um, it can just fit into the flow of other conversations that we have with our friends. And one thing I wanted to pick up on of what Laura was saying in the UK that we're seeing this legislation, even just this week, there is some news saying that US companies might have to start getting really granular when it when they're reporting like numbers and pay gaps of race and gender. And so that's something that got stalled during or during the Trump administration, but we actually might see that as soon as the spring. So there's it's just like a constant drumbeat um, of getting closer to more legislation, more information. You know, Maddie, you and I work in the same newsroom uh, mm -hmm. every day, and we see and hear a lot of things, um, including, you know, men at the highest positions of power in this country uh, too often say or do things that are clearly sexist to many people. Mm -hmm. um, when you hear or read those words, are they more of a motivator for you, or does that kind of take a little wind out of your sail? 100% a motivator. I think right now and something that I love about International Women's Day is women lifting other women up. And right now that is such the culture among women in this country. Um, and I think when you have these powerful men saying sexist things or speaking down to women, it's, it just gives us another reason to unite and come together um, and I guess prove them wrong. And Laura, when you hear or see or read those tweets or however you might get that information, how do you handle them in the workplace? How do you communicate that to your daughter? I mean, look, I think that um, one um, point of optimism I think that I have with an 18-year-old daughter is that she is so much more conscious of what what isn't okay and what shouldn't be said and what her, you know, what her place in, in the world is and what her place in, um, in the workplace should be, I think. Um, you know, I, I, I was fascinated when she decided to start um, skateboarding in New York. She's like, I only see boys doing this. I'm going to do that, you know. Um, and so I do think that, um, you know, my reaction and her reaction is, is slightly different. Um, there's just no tolerance whatsoever for some of these for some of these comments, some of these actions that we're reading about. And um, when you look back over the years, for you know my whole life, and I'm you know getting getting up there in, in years, um, you know it feels like there hasn't been as much prog progress as we've like as we'd like to see. And I feel right now that there's the consciousness has really taken on a, a new level, and that 
more people that I know are talking about this, care about this, want to take real direct intentional action so that we don't uh, let this go into the next generation. And I think I'd like to add, um, when you were talking about progress, Laura, in 1908, women marched in New York for voting rights, for equal pay, for shorter hours. Here we are over 100 years later still having the same conversations. Luckily, voting rights has is something that you know, we've figured out. But I think that that's something that we need to remember is this is a long, long fight and it's been going on for so long and we do still have so far to go. But these women a hundred years ago were having the same conversations. It's interesting. I was, um, for an unusual reason anyway, uh, listening to a, an interview last night with Jessica Savage, who was one of the first women anchors in the United States um, and uh, died in her, in her mid-30s in a car accident. But she was giving an interview in 1975 and was asked about many of these issues. And it was just striking to me. I actually wrote down this quote. I, was, I wanted to read it. She said, it never would have occurred to me to say when I grow up I would like to be an anchor woman. When I grow up I would like to be Walter Cronkite. I noticed there were marked differences between Walter Cronkite and myself. So without even engaging my brain or intellectualizing it, I knew it would be a problem and I couldn't be a Walter Cronkite because I was a woman. And, you know, so I think we, we've had these trailblazers that have really helped move the, move the needle and, and, and get us to a different place. And right now we're in this kind of, I don't know, it's like pushing the boulder over the top and like just stopping some of the practices that are not allowing us to make the final changes. That's my feeling. That's my hopefulness. <laughs> You know, earlier this week, um, millions of people watched on CBS News um, their interview with R. Kelly that got a little scary at moments um, if you were watching, and maybe if you were Gail King, because he got up and he was yelling and screaming and he was looking into the camera. Um, and a lot of people said he was almost um, trying to portray himself as the victim. So my question in this is, when someone's facing those type of charges, given is it a bad thing to give them the platform? And then, um, how do you turn that disruption into something positive? I think Gail King did an awesome job in that interview, just like keeping her composure, just doing her job of asking questions and really pushing back on his assertion that he was the victim and he was, and people were just coming to get him and whatnot. Um, I think we definitely did need to see his side of the story. We did need to hear that because it's different from just saying, you know, R. Kelly believes X, Y, and Z. You have to sometimes hear the crazy to understand what you're up against, um, to understand the actual fight you're, you're in. And I think that's why that interview was so illuminating because it did start conversations about this is the pushback you might get on reporting these stories or or this is what the what that his, his actual victims are facing and i think that's just really important because she has such a platform and all news people have a platform to share those stories and that's such a key element about the time that we're in is like being able to share the stories and just like bring that darkness to light i mean that's just i do I bring up Michael Jackson in this context? So this has been a week of, of for a lot of us who watch uh, the two-part documentary, it's exactly that, you know? I mean, I think we want to hear, we deserve to hear all sides. Um, and um, it's really kind of, I mean, it's disturbing on many levels, but the fact that these sorts of uh, stories and these sorts of conversations are happening 
and that we're at least given the information that we can we can make better decisions going forward as parents as 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 citizens i think um is a is a good development you know maddie i want to ask you i'm gonna ask you all this question but i'm gonna start with you maddie in one sentence what's your advice that you want to give to male colleagues out there or just men in general hard to condense it into one sentence Um, but I think in in a very concise way lift women up I think it's there's no reason to not um, give women a voice in companies to give women a chance um, support women and lift women up Laura you're one of the highest ranking um, female members of this um, company. What what do you say to that? I mean, I think again, I come back to the to the um, issue of consciousness. You know, we're not where we want to be. Therefore, the status quo needs to change, and that means our systems, our practices, our procedures, how we're hiring, how we're recruiting, how we're promoting, how we're developing talent needs to be looked at with a different lens and the men are critical in you know in changing their mindset on that if we don't get the men who are still most of our leaders in 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 this company and in our newsroom and in most companies um if we can't get a new way of thinking and a, a new mindset that embraces the importance of equality and the importance of these changes i don't think we'll, we will make progress jordan I know it's hard, as Maddie said, to condense it, but what what would you say in one sentence? What would your advice be? I have, I'm approaching your question as thinking about what have, like, my male colleagues done that has been really helpful to me in my career. And I would say, like, just giving women credit for ideas and, and like, good ideas. So men, a lot of men in newsrooms hold special positions and um, they're looked to as leaders, but sometimes you're having, they're getting their ideas or conversations from women. So like, just drop drop a woman's name in that conversation. Say like, hey, I was having a great conversation with X Y Z, and just bring that person into the conversation a little bit more, recognizing um, that privilege you have. When it's not International Women's Day, how do we, on a daily basis, promote these ideas um, at home? And at work and just every everything you do what what's what what's the thing we need to do I don't think we can underestimate the impact of sitting down with another woman and lending an ear to, to what they want to talk about to ask about their career to give them support to be a mentor to be an advocate um, 10 minutes goes a long way just a conversation like that and I think in my own career it took me a long time to realize how important it was for me to devote significant amount of time to that um, and not be so focused on yourself, but be be very focused on on the role that you can play to lift up other women. And I think echoing that, any woman can look back in their life and see the women who gave them that extra 10 minutes, who lifted them up, who supported them, who encouraged them, who taught them lessons when they needed it. Um, And I, like you said, Laura, don't underestimate the importance of that. 
Because it's not just women. I mean, it's mm-hmm. men too. Yep. It's men yeah. need to make that that conscious decision. Mm-hmm. And I, I like the word conscious. I think mm-hmm. it's about being conscious. It's about being mindful of your actions, of your words, of, like Jordan said, the way that you are speaking. Put women's names where they should be um, and just be really mindful with that. And I think a really tangible way to do that um, is like tagging women journalists or like women you respect on Twitter because a lot of today is these are my favorite like women journalists or these are my favorite women whatever and so you just start seeing this critical mass of like oh maybe I should follow this person that person that's something you could do every day share an article written by a woman and tag her in it because there is this one study that like male journalists their work is shared more on Twitter hmm. and other social media. So that's like one kind of modern day way of celebrating International Women's Day and making sure that's not just a one day thing. I'm in. I'm going to start that right yeah. away. <laughs> I mean, it was interesting this morning. Another another uh, message I saw was one of our uh, male reporters who I worked with for a long time tagging all the women who had helped him through his career um, on Twitter. And that was it really was special. Um, and I thought very thoughtful. Um, it meant a lot. That's nice. Um, Laura, I want to ask you, because I know this is a question you probably get asked on a daily basis, um, but what is your advice to young women, you know, entering their own in a professional career right now? Speak up. Don't don't expect other people to necessarily um, always take you to the next to the next role. I mean, if you want to be doing something different, if you want if you don't think you're getting paid enough, if you don't if you um, have an issue, speak up in a good, you know, in a, in a positive way, but ask for things. I think that, that women, for some reason, tend to be a little bit more um, reserved when it comes to advocating for themselves and being confident about um, asking for what they want. And, you know, I think that we have a role in helping um, enable women uh, to do that. But that would be my first piece of advice. I don't know, Jordan, do you think that's... I think that's solid advice, yes. (laughs) Now, Maddie, I want to flip this question around because I actually don't think this one gets asked enough. Um, What advice would you give as someone entering the workforce, uh, a young professional, what advice would you give to some of these role models, these mentors, uh, you know, in your professional life? I've never been asked that before. It's exciting. Um, I think... It's when I think of the mentors in my life who have been so influential, they all took a moment to remember when they were in my shoes and talk to me about how they got from my shoes to where they are. And I think as a young woman entering the workforce, it's so helpful to see these women that I look up to and have them break it down for me and say, no, I'm at this position now, but I was at one time where you were. And here's how I got to where I was. So I think if you have had an amazing career and you're looking for ways to maybe mentor the younger women, just take yourself back a few years to when you were in their shoes and talk to them about that because it really is so helpful. As we were all saying earlier today, this is a global event. We've seen marches in Spain. We've seen marches in Turkey. Um, you know, We've seen events in Russia. We've seen a global presence of this day. Um, what's the most important conversation, though, that we're not talking about on this day? I think on International Women's Day, we're really good about talking about how men 
can relate to women better, how they can have those conversations. But I think this is a perfect opportunity to talk about how women from different backgrounds can relate with other women um, because the experiences of a black woman is different from a white woman or someone living in Pakistan is different from someone in the U.S. And so just understanding that there, we do have a lot of similarities, but our exp experiences are really different. Um, and I think having those cross-cultural conversations between women can go a long way um, to just better understand like what it means to be a woman in 2019 because that's ever-changing um, and it's just really good to keep the global lens on this day. And I would add to Jordan's very on-point comments that um, I really hope that this is not just a day but that this is really a conversation that we're having sort of ongoing. I mean, it's so healthy and helpful for us to be talking about this together. Um, and um, the more that we're, you know, keeping a lens on this and recognizing that we can't think about how to improve the situation, how to improve uh, the progress towards equality um, at every in every space um, that we really need to carry out this conversation throughout the year. Laura, Jordan, Maddie, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. That's the TikTok for today. Thanks for listening, and please head on our iTunes and let us know what you think. I'm David Myers. You can follow me on Twitter at David F. Myers, and you can get all your updates 24-7 at TikTok.